Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of the Future Tech podcast series. It's me, Charlie Sell, the Group MD of Arrows Group, where I'm interviewing thought leaders, senior people within the technical world, asking them um, about their story, thoughts and what's important to them in the world of technology and career advice to our STEM listeners. So really pleased to have Remco with me today. I've known Remco now for probably, I think, over eight years, um, if I think about it, from, from when I used to live in Holland. Um, and Remco is the Chief People Officer at Alibali. Um, Alibali, if I pronounced it right, I'll let Remco Al-Bally. Um, correct me. <laughs> Alibali, there we go. Um, an international e-commerce uh, photo company based in Amsterdam. And, and what's really interesting about them is the people they have working for them come from all over the world and, and a real international um, spread, as well as some really interesting stuff that Remco is passionate about when it comes to their intern programs and, and graduates coming through their business. So, so I'm really confident there's going to be a lot of really relevant stuff um, that we'll get out of the conversation. So formal welcome, Remco. Thank you, Charlie. Lovely to be uh, your guest today and I look forward to the conversation. Yeah, great. So let's jump straight into it and tell us a bit about your story. Yeah, so maybe as a quick introduction of myself, um, my name is Remco. I'm the Chief People Officer at Albelli. What we do at Albelli is we sell people's memories through photo books, cards, calendars, online. And we do that in seven markets. Um, and with our ReSnap brand, we actually operate all around the globe. Our overall mission is really to brighten up the world by bringing people's moments to life. And when we transfer that to what does that mean from a people and a career development, our key objective is to ensure that people develop their best career moments with Albedi. Um, bit about my background. Um, I actually started my career as a internet entrepreneur more than or close to 25 years ago in the times you still had to dial into the web, you know, with those modems making those sounds. <laughs> Um, developing a cultural fit assessment, which I still think is uh, very important talking about where you want to work, what's going to work well from a candidate point of view, but also from a company point of view. Is there a cultural fit or a cultural ad? Um, Later, I moved into uh, various HR roles at companies like Adidas, GMAX, Swarovski. And um, close to 10 years ago, I um, uh, started to move into technology at Travix, which is an online travel agency. And since two years, I'm at Albelli. Um, I am a big passionate about uh, people and career in the tech environment and the tech industry and the tech, uh, yeah, let's say sector. So look forward to talk about that, uh, Charlie. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, uh, as you said, and I didn't actually know that you started out as a as an internet entrepreneur in the early days. So that's that's great. So it really has been a, a passion of yours throughout the career. Yeah, yeah, that was indeed in the days where you know first I started selling and buying, or basically promoting selling um, websites. But eventually found that 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 niche, which I still think is very important and relevant for finding a new job or making sure that you're in the right environment. Is there a cultural fit and uh, if you talk about also the impact of culture on, on companies, I do believe, you know, when having the right culture and the most healthy culture, you know, that's much more uh, um, vivid and, and, and sustainable than anything else related to business plans or whatsoever. So culture is um, yeah, at the heart of what I do. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more there. I think culture is, uh, the, I call it the employee value proposition. If you, if you can get that right, um, and culture plays such a big part to that, yeah. you're, you're, you're 90% there, aren't you? 
So thinking about then, you know, and, and going on, staying on the theme about culture and, and people development and, and, you know, what you've looked at, especially within, you know, you've now worked with Travix and uh, Albelli, where, where they're, they're high tech, high growth businesses. What, what do you think is the most important thing around the culture and, and how people fit into that? Yeah, in, in my view, um, uh, culture is, is, I mean, it starts everywhere. The minute you, you walk into either a virtual or a, uh, a physical environment, you start to smell and, and, and experience culture. Um, and when a company is able to, 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 to develop a culture that, that promotes people to develop, promotes people to grow, and also has a focus not only on, on making sure that the business is developing significantly well from a performance point of view, but also on, on its growth from, from the impact it has to people, but also the impact it has on society. I believe you know, that that's the, the, the key kind of, let's say, driver for, for success. Um, and um, you also see that, that companies who do that well uh, are successful. Uh, there's multiple examples of that, but in, in essence, you know, companies who get that right uh, are uh, certainly, you know, overperforming to other companies. Yeah, and, and so is there any companies that stand out in your mind that are the flagship businesses that are, that are leading the way in that? Well, I think one example, which is in a completely different industry, and that I think also talks uh, a bit easier, is, um, for example, Patagonia. Uh, they are a company that... that, that uh, do this very well and um, they have it at the heart of their company um, and that's certainly a company that also for example inspires us uh, but uh, there are also many uh, examples in the in the tech environment but i think you know talking about a different industry patagonia is an example of that yeah yeah, yeah and that's, that's that's great and so for stem listeners and and you know and, and this sort of hopefully really resonate with a lot of our graduates who are studying in Amsterdam or in Eindhoven where they're thinking about their next move and there is a lot of choice well not a lot of choice but there's a lot of business I mean Holland and Amsterdam especially has so much investment in into technology what what thoughts do you have when you're looking at your intern program for example what what stands out to you is how you get the right people on board yeah, I would say, first of all, um, and, and um, when we look at our intern program and also how we look at interns, we actually decided to, to double down on our inter intern programs during the uh, COVID or Corona crisis. We continued with it. And actually today in the afternoon, I have a graduation ceremony with our interns. So how we do our intern program is actually, um, we see it as an extension of obviously people's um, uh, um, uh, university uh, program. And we actually manage it in a similar way. So we, we, we host a couple of, of, of events during the intern, which is usually three to six months. And we close it off with a ceremony. And in that ceremony, board is that we can truly offer them a true working environment. So particularly when we look at our tech interns, they actually join all of our teams as a full member of the team, and they work in the teams for either three or six months, depending on the duration of their internship, and they're part of the team working in that. We select our interns with a big view on, you know, what international experience do they have? Did they have a background or have they worked in another country before? Because we believe people who have had an international experience are much more stronger and capable to also develop and grow in a very international environment. And I think when you talk about the tech environment and the tech world, uh, that's 
why I think also, you know, moving into to tech universities or head a STEM environment is so interesting is that you have an opportunity to work with so many cultures. Here in our company, more than 40 nationalities uh, from all over the globe. And that allows and, and fosters a, a climate where you start to learn to work with different cultures. And that's, I think, a, a key plateau or key, key stepping stone into the rest, into the next steps of your career. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, that's a great explanation. And thank you for that, because that, that, that being able to bring that international group together is also, I, I can imagine, has its opportunities, but its challenges as well. And, and have you seen what, what stood out to you? And maybe we look at the international side of things. We're bringing 14 different nationalities together and under, you know, and again, relating that to culture. What's the positives, but, but if there's any challenges as well? Well, there is obviously challenges. Uh, uh, what I personally like a lot is the, the uh, high diversity of it. Um, you see different personalities. You see different cultural traits coming to, to the table or coming to, to, to the room, to the, to, the, to the way people work. And you can be surprised. Um, and, and actually what we do here in Albeli, we, we talk about it. We make it... Uh, uh, something that people needed to, to, to get an eye into. We train people on the cultural differences. Um, I think a nice book, actually, you probably are familiar with that, is uh, Erin Myers, hey, The Culture Map. I yes. really recommend everybody to, to, to give this a read, to just get a better understanding into to what it means to work in an international uh, environment. Um, for example, hey, when you really narrow it down to, to our environment in the Netherlands, um, what I see is people can, can, can challenge with the cult uh, or can sometimes be uh, uh, confronted with cultural differences. And I think the biggest learning for, for everybody is to, to, to um, uh, take an opportunity to, to, to reflect upon that and not immediately act, uh, but really uh, uh, yeah, look at it from a broader perspective. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, I, I think that's such a good way of looking at it, that it's, it's an opportunity to develop people rather than, rather than see it as, as a challenge in its own right. Because, I mean, it, again, and, and although we didn't talk about it uh, in preparing for our podcast, diversity and inclusion is, is just so prominent across the world, isn't it? It's yeah. not, not just uh, something that's isolated to, to the UK or any other country. Yeah, um, yeah I think... Holland tends to be a leader in, in diversity just because of the pure nature that, that it's been an international country for, 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 for many, many, many years. Is there any thoughts or any advice you could make? And maybe let's, let's think a little bit about companies here. With what you're doing that other companies or, or anyone who joins another company can, can suggest to improve their diversity and inclusion? Well, I think um, um, to, to, to step up diversity in a company, um, it really starts with, with what are your hiring practices. And when you look at hiring, it's all about taking out the bias in hiring. Um, hiring is done for a big part by people, and people tend to have, whether we like it or not, bias. That's the reality. So as much as you can take out bias in your hiring practices, will really step up the diversity. Um, and how can you do that? Uh, you can do it through making sure that you got more technology. Uh, so now we come back to what we talk about it, more technology into your hiring uh, process, uh, either through testing or to uh, gaming. And I'm talking about um, uh, um, uh, kind of gamification. And all of that will basically take away bias in your uh, recruitment uh, processes. 
And I think uh, in order to, to get there, you should not only invest into your hiring practices and processes, but also focus a lot of your investments to the people who execute hiring. And that is the people, the hiring managers in the organization. And that means training. And training is all about, you know, um, uh, talking about it, teaching, practicing, reviewing, and then going back to it teaching, practicing, reviewing, and going back and repeat and repeat and repeat and use uh, examples where it went well as a showcase and use examples where it didn't go so well as a learning ground for improvements. Yeah. And of course, I mean, that's not only it. Once you have people in, you need to retain them. But I do think, you know, really start with with uh, with uh, recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I couldn't agree with you more that it's it's about repetition and embedding, isn't it? I think so many when I look at the, you know, many of our clients and companies and, and people are really trying to embrace diversity and inclusion, but but they can sometimes start and stop at a single training session or a single yeah. a single yeah. sort of uh, workshop and feel like that's that's it's almost a tick box exercise rather than something that actually becomes so embedded in the culture. Yeah. And it's embedded because it's continually trained or talked about or it's, it's 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 prominent from from everyone and i think the other side of, of what i've seen and is actually it, it has to be led from the top down doesn't it your 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 leadership your from your ceo all the way through yeah. they have to genuinely believe in the importance of it if it's going to really be embedded yeah yeah i agree yeah yeah fantastic so let's think about some career advice then, like you said, with your intern program and, and, and just from, from your, your experience with, with our listeners and, and people who are about to enter the job market, what, what two or three pieces of advice have you got for them? Yeah, I have a few uh, thoughts on it. I think, first of all, go global. And I really think, you know, do go and try to go as much as possible into outside of your comfort zone, into either doing an internship in another country or doing a Erasmus University exchange, although for some of the British universities, this is becoming more challenging. But you know, that, that semester abroad, that internship in another country is really, really spiking up your career. And employers select upon that. I do. I find it important when I see that candidates have gone through that experience, it tells me something about their ability to, to, to jump into a challenge. And to adjust and survive into a challenge. And that's something that I really think is, is one. The next thing I would say is developing your soft skills. You know, a career in technology is no longer only about coding. Coding is important, it is relevant, but develop also your soft skills. For example, we have a kind of a terminology here, and you probably have heard this before in, in, in other environments, we don't want brilliant jerks. And we find it important that people are good and have a very solid technical foundation and that they can work in a tech stack. However, one would also need to really collaborate with other people in the organization, with the marketing department. For example, in our case, you know, we are a completely vertically integrated company. When customers buy their memories online, when they create their memories online, we then, once yeah, the order is, let's say, technically received, it goes to our manufacturing, manufacturing uh, uh, location. And what that means is that from a technology point of view, you're at the intersection of machine, people, processes. And that means to be able to guide, direct, and navigate through that, you need to also develop your soft skills. And that's something that I, 
especially if you really want to, to excel your career, focus on it. It is um, uh, maybe a little bit sometimes out of someone's comfort zone, but from a long-term gravity perspective, it will have impact. So two things, one, go international, two, develop your soft skills. Yeah, and again, what, what, what brilliant advice, and I think so, so relevant. And, and just, just from a personal experience of living in Holland for, for six years, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more how important that, 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 that opportunity, and, and, you know, Holland's just a neighbour for us Brits, you know, to be able to go further is even more yeah. rewarding. Um, so, and, and the soft skills, it's, it's something, you know, that, that I hope, and I, I, from what I've heard from a lot of our STEM listeners, is I think that message is actually filtered through to the universities now, and, and it's it's something that that's being trained at, at graduate level. And, and again, things I used to love and is like things like Toastmasters, getting getting used yeah. to being able to to speak in front of groups and 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 yeah, not not be the idiot or the the arrogant person in the corner who thinks they know it all. But how do you show humility and and, and bring people how together? How do you create your followers? Eh? How do you create enthusiasm for your fantastic, brilliant ideas? And that, yeah. that you know, if you if you have a fantastic idea, there is also a component of making sure it lands in the market. And the market not necessarily has to be the commercial market. It can also be your internal market. And that's I think um, why it's so relevant to 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 pay attention to that. Um, and invest in it yeah yeah fantastic well Remco thank you so much that's uh, it's, it's clear to see your passion for this and, and the culture which I've always known about but um, you know it's, it's to see it live and, and to see what you're doing with Albelli um, you know that's that's really inspiring and and, um, and you know a lot of lessons there so yeah once again thank you Remco thank you Charlie it was a, a pleasure to talk with you about uh, people and career in technology and uh, yeah, I'd say to all of the listeners, uh, go for it. Yeah, fantastic. And on that, thank you to everyone for listening. So that's another episode of our Future Tech podcast series. The um, podcast page, arrowspodcasts.com, is embedded on the career portals of our 16 university partners and also on our dedicated Spotify and Apple channels. So uh, one more time, a thank you to Remco. And a thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you.